Hello and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. The waters in the mortgage industry can be pretty muddy. Whether it's investing, leasing, renting, home insurance, or myths and misconceptions, Welcome Home Radio has the answers for you, the consumer. And now, to help you make the right home buying decision for you and your family, here are your hosts. Hey, welcome to Home Welcome Home Radio. How you doing, Alan? Doing great, Blair. How you doing, buddy? Man, I am awesome. We we need to be keeping our prayers and thoughts for Tom. He is out sick, trying to recover a little bit. But today, I am really excited about our topic because you know the 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 stuff that's going on in the world. Shanghai shut down, totally in quarantine. Shipping. Supply chain management is going wacky. Uh, things are not available. And a lot of people aren't moving. Like me, uh, we've decided we're not going anywhere. The home is there. We're going to stay there. But we do want to pr- improve on it. We, we, we've been doing projects, we, and she's got more projects. And, you know, the worst one I'm, lo- I'm not looking forward to is the garage, you know, that <laughs> after 16 years, you would think, she would learn how to work around all the stuff that's in the garage, but she doesn't yet. She wants it cleaned <laughs> up. And uh, so we're going to be talking about home improvements, but on the, on the economic front, I just want to let you know, housing data, retail sales, everything is up. Uh, in fact, in our own little zip code area, I don't know if you're aware of this, but appraising or value of property has gone up 46% here in North Texas. Yeah, 46%. I mean, imagine if you bought a home at 100,000 over the last 20 years, what that would be worth now in excess. I mean, I just, it befuddles the mind, but, uh, but we're we're doing economically well. Uh, Rates are still going on the rise, but they foresee they're channeling up a recession that could be later in the end of the year this year. Uh, again, all of this is scientific wild ass guests, swags. Mm-hmm. So, but what we, we, I mean, I want to improve my home. I want to make it be better. I want to make it, you know, Hey, I'm even thinking about maybe selling in the near future. Alan, what do we want to do to home improve? That's really, we want to look at ROI. You said it earlier to me, return on investment. Where do I want to invest my time to get that return so that it is invaluable? Where, where do we want to focus on? Well, I want to I want to start with um, the one that I think is truly the the best. But I want to uh, first say there's a what they call a minor and a major upgrade. So we're going to start with some minors, and the first one would be the bathroom, um, the master bathroom, and that's, that's minor. Well, really, I'm talking about a minor upgrade versus a major. So there's a minor upgrade on a master, and there's a major. Okay. Okay. In other words, on on the minor upgrade, uh, you get 102% return on your investment with caulking, wall coverings, fixtures, um, the the cosmetic type stuff that people touch and and feel when they walk into a bathroom. And and that can be, you know, a few thousand bucks just doing that. Uh, There's also the major. And a major bathroom remodel is going to be worth about 90%, but... It's also going to run you about 30 grand if you're going to put in a new shower, a new tub, new sinks, new splash, new toilet, 
So there's different ways to go about this. And um, But to get to your point about people are staying in their home, I think the majority of the, of the public does do at least a minor upgrade on their master bath. And they're smart for doing it because not only does it make your home enjoyable to live in, because you use that room every day, several times a day. Um, and it's an important room for cleanliness and, and just overall good attitude when you start your day. So I think that's a good place to start. Oh, it is. Um, how often do people recommend something like that, like a, a bathroom or a kitchen or something, countertops? Are we looking at every 10 years we should be doing something to the home? Because I'm last three years, I'll be honest, I've been doing minor and major upgrades for the last three years, and it seems like it's never stopping. It I depends mean, on your stage of life. If you're, you know, new to the housing market and you have babies and little kids and, you know, schools and football and soccer and birthday parties, and that all makes a difference to a family and how, how much they do and when they do it. So um, I would say the newer families are doing the minor things and um, they're generally doing kitchens and, and bathrooms in general, but they will throw in a backyard too, because that's important when you have children and you're starting out. So, um, but when you're older and you have uh, your kids have gone away or they're teenagers in high school um, and responsible, they can drive and they can you know leave the house because you're going to do major repairs. And that displaces people when they pull out, kitchen cabinets and uh, centerpieces in your kitchen. And it not only displaces people, it displaces golf time, your, your, your charitable golf time. And <laughs> it breaks into that. Cause I promise you, I am down now at least 20 rounds of golf in the last six months due to these repairs. And I am sure that all the houses on the golf courses are happy about it. <laughs> so, and that's a good thing. So I do want to remind our listeners, you can find us at welcomehomeradio.net. Please find us there. Send our questions, uh, topics that you may have for us. You know, we have some wonderful sponsors out there with uh, Champion School of Real Estate to inspections, credit repair. If you're even thinking about a home improvement, even thinking about looking at something, maybe just adding a pool, home improvements are something that, one, you can pay for them out of your pocket. You can finance them, make a change to your loan program and finance it back into the home. Take some of that equity that we're seeing, 45%, 46% equity growth in a home over the last few years. You've got equity there you can pull out and use to do these upgrades, even if it's a simple pool. And I'm thinking about a carport. I'm tired of my car sitting out in the sun and my wife gets the garage. I want a covered shaded area. I'd like a carport. I'm I'm thinking about refinancing just to get that done and add on a little bit to the driveway or so forth. So think about those things. Find us at welcomehomeradio.net. Ask your questions there. Uh, we'll be sure to touch base with them. So what happened to doing just the, the return on investment? The largest return on investment I remember was just painting the front door. Well, that's coming up. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm ahead of you. The, the research I did was various surveys done over the United States over a five-year period. And so it depends, you know, if you live up north and a basement remodel factors in. But in Texas, we don't have basements. So I, I've never understood that. Why not? I think it's got to do with the soil and the movement in our soil. But I'm not sure. But that's what I've always heard. But, you know, then again, I, it, you go up to like Missouri or Illinois, 
they don't have a lot of foundation issues either. <laughs> so like, uh, their their basements flood, but yes, you know, they, they do take care of that. But I think your point about refinancing and how this this all plays right into lending and learning and real estate itself, because as you improve your house, the value of your house goes up. And what you want to try to do is do it correctly and wisely. Um, so number two comes in at landscape. It's 100 percent return on investment. Um, wow. Well, curb appeal is a mighty thing when you're out showing houses and when you're, you know, when you're listing a house, it's, it's a big thing. So um, things you can do are sod and uh, clear overgrowth. All sorts of stuff. If you have flagstone patios, you can seal them and make them shine. And the front door is a major, major part of this also. A lot of people, you go in and you see a beautifully red front door. It just makes the house pop. So what you said earlier, it, you know, it kind of goes right into that a little bit. But um, when you do your landscaping, you know, it's, it's about curb appeal. And the front door plays a big part of that. And it's amazing when you cut bush the brush back and you can see your address on your house or you know, you can actually, you know, this is where I live. Yeah. And, and we all have been in neighborhoods where there's two or three houses that just don't do anything. And, and it, it hurts. So, and you know, HOAs sometimes it's mandatory in most HOA neighborhoods that you at least do something to take care of your yard. Um, but what and, that, what is that something? Oh, most of the time it's, pull the garbage cans in after, you know, they're gone and then uh, keep the grass at a normal, you know, not four foot high, keep it at least under a foot. <laughs> so, um, but it's to each his own. Everybody's different on what they think is great landscaping too, you know, from pine trees with the cones in your yard to fruit we're, trees. We, we just had this happen. And we, when we were out walking our dog, a, yeah. a, a house down the road, because we noticed it, it was just that dramatic. It's that navy blue. They had mm -hmm. two pots for potted plants, but they this was bright navy blue, and then they painted the door navy blue. Yeah, and it and it you know it it stands out in such contrast to the brick that's there and, and the stone in front. And I'm just like, wow, that just I would I would expect a beige or a brown or or something, not the the neon blue type. Well, there's a couple of great examples in our neighborhood, a, a, a tannish house, tannish light brown. And they did a beautiful red front door with gold uh, handles on it. It looks, you just want, you can't not look at the house and their yard looks good too. And then there's another home and this is more popular than people think about. We could probably do a show on this, but um, in Texas, painting brick is kind of, happening i've noticed that it's coming around it is it, it's what old is new again just like clothing and music and things like that but there's a beautiful home in our neighborhood it's it's a big home and um they painted their house white and they have black shutters and they have beautiful white stone coming off the house and it looks amazing they just did a great job and um what used to be average is now just gorgeous and i guarantee you that's worth a lot of money, the appearance of that home. So, so don't underestimate, and you don't have to be rich to do this. If you have a, you're starting out, or you know, even if you're not starting out, it just a little bit of money goes a long way in your yard, and that's why um, it's a hundred percent return on your investment. 
Keeping so, it edged and trim. I mean, it's it's not yeah. very hard, and it does make it look nice. Right. And I know so many people, they're willing to pay for it. That's great. But there's home doers like me that, you know what, I just love getting out there and and doing that one thing. Because I kill plastic plants, you know. I mean, I have no green thumb whatsoever. That's all my wife. But I like a guy pellet gun in your front porch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's plastic, Ma. <laughs> Ma and Paul Kettle, man. Uh, but, you know, at least mowing your lawn and edging and making that happen. So, uh, you know, it, it, unlike Mark Warner or, you know, head monkey butt here at Welcome Home Radio, he lives up in Michigan where, my goodness, you've got large quantities of land, large opportunity for fire pits to barbecue sets to, I, you know, I don't know. It just dramatically it's something we don't have here. Snow plows on every pickup. You got yeah, snow plows are not available here in Texas. <laughs> so everybody, if you have questions about anything, welcomehomeradio.net. Ask them. Put them in there. We'll get to them. We'll answer them on the next show. I will also answer you via email or text, whatever you prefer. Um, you have a question, we'll have the answer. So hit us up on that. So what number else? Three, number, number three. three. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, number three is a, what I would call a minor kitchen remodel. Um, maybe you reface um, the cabinet doors. A lot of people have been painting them of late. And now I have chosen not to. I love the original oak. So I'm never going to put white paint or green paint on my beautiful oak. But a lot of people have. Now, it's also happening where people are trying to get that paint off now. And that's a little tougher than putting it on. So, But keep in mind, um, it can look nice done the correct way. Um, the other thing is kitchens have a lot of fixtures, too. Stove fixtures. Uh, you have these islands in the center now, and they all have electricity and things like that. And also, you can go from your basic countertop to a, a little better countertop. And if you're just doing the countertop, that wouldn't be considered major if you're just doing a countertop. But if you add that in with uh, what a major would be, would be new stove, um, new refrigerator, new dishwasher, new sink, um, I'm not going to let my wife watch this show because she doesn't need these ideas. Well, the estimated cost on that gets really high too. You know, you're talking anywhere from a minimum of fifteen thousand to thirty thousand, and it doesn't take long. And what Blair said something really important earlier about you can't get certain items right now, and what that means is there's a high demand, and of course the price is really high. So it used to be. A $1,500 cooktop is now a $3,850 cooktop. And I'm not even joking. That's just for an average one. That used to be top of the line. And 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 here's the thing that I'm discovering, because my wife's in the middle of doing this remodel that she wants done for the kitchen. She wants new countertops. But if we get rid of the countertops, we got to get rid of the, the sink. And, oh, by the way, I just got informed that the backsplash also has to be replaced. Yeah. Or we can do a cover over or uh, I don't know what it's called. They they do it on top of what your existing counter and they just put the fold it, do it, warp it, shape it. And you don't have to do the tile backsplash, but we still would have to do the sink. Or I mean, it's just it gets yeah, very one leads involved. to another um, one leads to another. And before you do it, you know, a minor turns into a major. But 
As far as return on investment, a minor kitchen remodel, just by cleaning up what you have, does 98.5%. A complete kitchen remodel, because of all the money you're spending, comes in at roughly 91.2%. Less? Now, uh, less well, return? Well, because you're spending a lot more money and you have to make up that much more when you sell it. <laughs> so that's what it's all about. But in today's world, um, you know, you could put a teeter-totter in the middle of your kitchen and your value would go up. So, you know, it's, it, you know, these things are numbers and they're over a five-year period. So uh, as with anything in the world, numbers are numbers and they change all the time. So, but you know, the bottom line with all these home improvements, one, can you afford it? Two, can you get a home refi to help pay for that and make it easier on your budget? And three, don't do any of this unless it makes you more comfortable in your own home. That's what this is about, being comfortable in your home. And again, that's why it changes. Um, so wait a minute. You just you just triggered something. Good. So you really need to be asking yourself a question. Am I staying another seven to ten years in this home or am I selling this home in three to five depending on what you're doing, because you just said comfortability. Well, I want to stay, like I said, I want a stainless steel sink. I don't like the divided porcelain sink that we have, but right. that's for me. I don't know what would sell better. If I was thinking about selling, that might change my approach to something. It, it totally right. changes your approach because, you know, again, it's what part of your life is your family in? If they're beginning, then comfort might be, um, let's get rid of that old toilet that was here when we bought the house. Let's get rid of, you know, that refrigerator that we bought that conveyed. Let's get rid of that and get our own refrigerator. That's a big, big deal when you have kids. And, you know, those things are not really, really expensive overall, but they increase your quality of life. And that's what this is all about. Now, when you're older, maybe your third or fourth house, and maybe like you said, this might be the one you, you stay in forever. Well, then that's about comfortability, man. You know, and some people um, get all the way into the um, handicap type situations where they start addressing their bathroom with railings or showers with railings. I've sold many homes to younger families that older families were, you know, selling because they were going to the home or, or moving out or, you know, they lost their life or whatever. And um, then that has to come out. That's an expense, you know, at that point. But. Everything's different, depending on your life, your situation, your finance. But the one thing that never changes is where are you comfortable and how are you comfortable? Your family. And that's where you want to start. And that's where you talk it over. How much money do you want to spend? How much do we want to spend? And I will tell you right now, for the majority of us, minor is better than major. OK, the commercials on television are major. The Internet advertising is major, you know, new showers and new bathtubs and new this and new that, you know, financing free until 2,975, you know. <laughs> so remember, they're trying to make money. They don't really care about your comfort. So you have to sit there and go, what's more comfortable? It might be what makes you more comfortable is a beautiful television with two reclining chairs. And you got life right by the you know what. And God bless you. If that makes you happy and you're comfortable, that's where you want to be. Um, so that's, you know, that from inside right to the outside gets to the door again. But there's just some things you can do on the outside of your house, too, that will get you a 95 and a half percent return on your investment. 
Wow. It's, it's are, like, are, concrete, are concrete floors making a play here inside the home? I thought they were in the early 2000s. Uh, there were a lot of uh, people, the very creative people that would remove your carpet, do whatever kind of design you wanted on your floor. Um, the problem here in Texas is when you move, remove your carpet, you got cracks everywhere, a lot of, a lot of people. <laughs> so then you have to, you kind of have to address that. But um, <laughs> the other thing is too about the, uh, you know, you spend all this money on a beautiful floor if your house moves, you know, all of a sudden it's not the way it was when you paid for it. So not your beautiful it, it, house. Yeah. And so that, you know, carpet still has a way in the market. Wood floors obviously are big, but carpet is still big in master bedrooms where you, you know, you get off your bed in the morning and you want your feet to plan somewhere nice and comfortable. But for the most part, wood is, is king right now. Laminate, uh, real wood, uh, big cost difference there. Laminate's gotten better over the years on how it's installed and how it stays installed. That's been the big thing. Um, but so that that's kind of that. And always when you, if you go from carpet to wood, you've increased your value. <clears throat> but depending on, I mean, depending on how much you spend on it, that's a different number than your return on investment. So sure. um, that's that. But um, paint, things like you, you move into a 20 year old house, it's got wood siding. Well, Consider fiber cement. That's a nice upgrade. And that makes a difference on your value of your home. You paint that every 10 or 15 years and that's about it, but it doesn't deteriorate. You know, it's, it's a good product. So you can see a lot of that. And then the other thing that you can do is I think you touched on it, Blair, cause you might've done this in your life, but people don't pay enough attention to their front porches. And it's a big, big thing. And porches are coming back. A lot of new construction. Um, anything over the $600,000 range now, you'll see a decent front porch on it. And I think it's because people, you know, realize the value of a front porch. You're getting out of your house, meeting your neighbors, a place to read, relax, do what you want to do, you know, depending on the weather. But in Texas, for the most part, we have pretty good weather for doing that. And then, of course, if it gets hot, you can have a ceiling fan on your porch. And all sorts of ways to make a porch nice. You can take a porch and put a column on your porch, even though you don't need support column on your porch. But it adds a graphic design to your front porch. It makes you different and better. Now, check with your HOA to make sure you can do it. But if you can do it and you like it, do it. Again, this goes back to how you want to live, how important this is to you, and um, not so much about what other people think or how they view it. It's about how you view it, how uncomfortable sure. it is for you. And this, again, can bring up to a 95.5% return on investment. And if you can get wow. that while you're enjoying your home more, why not do that? And again, circling back to welcomehomeradio.net, call Blair, ask him, if we refi, how much, you know, we take this much out. What's this going to cost us? And Blair can give you an answer really quick. And it, it takes time. You have to plan these things out a little bit. You have to order your, um, whatever you decide to do, you're going to have to order, especially anything electronic. Uh, in your kitchen, kitchen things are really tough right now. Double kitchen up. Appli- I think it's kitchen appliances and materials like wood 
yeah. uh, are in short supply or manageable supply with all the home builders scraping things up. I mean, yeah. uh, we have a supply chain issue, but it, this is a good positive way of looking at your house, seeing what you can do, to, like like Alan says, to make it yours uh, and, and to make it comfortable. But it also is going to add value. If you take what he's saying and 95 percent growth on your investment does impact the bottom line, whether it's now immediate or it could be down the road. So what a great time to share. Is there what is one thing that you would want to try to do in the next 12 months to your home, Alan? Well, I just want to add one thing to your statement. It's it's about paying yourself. It's your money. It's your equity. Pay yourself. Make your home better. There's a little cost in that for interest, of course. But if you quality of life goes up substantially and you're getting 95 to 102, 103% return on investment and you can afford a payment, go for it. And I, I, the one thing I would, and again, it's where you're at in life, but I love the whole master bath thing. I think the master bath and the kitchen thing are huge. How much time are you spending in this master bath? (laughs) Well, when you show a lot of homes, Blair, they're the two things that really the people mention right off the bat. So if we're talking about selling, then I'm going to bring those two up again. If you're talking about how I want to live or how you want to live, that would be different. I like and where I'm at. I like a simple backyard, less work. I have privacy. So I have some tree trimming to do. I personally enjoy that. I like a nice, quiet backyard with privacy. So anybody that would be into that, I would say that's a big return on investment. Because when you show a home, the first thing out of anybody's mouth, especially if you're showing a home with a pool, is, oh, my God, they can see right over the fence. Or there's three windows looking at us from all over. So uh, to go in general, I'd say privacy is a big thing. Can you make your, you know, your backyard a more private place if, you know, that is nice. Um, And your back patio deck. It's a big, big deal, you know? So what would you do? The only thing I, I, again, I want that carport and I think my wife wants that garage cleaned out and and arranged in in a more military manner where she can find things herself. I can find everything. She just needs me as a roadmap because I'm out there way more than she is. Well, I want to talk about one thing that I think is really important on this show. It came in at 62% return on investment. Okay. Yet everybody watching this or listening to it on one of our nine podcast availabilities, they're going to hear advertising for new windows, wood windows, vinyl windows, vinyl clad windows, new double pane aluminum windows, glass replacement windows. We first off, window companies are way behind too. glass is slow. Um, the process of manufacturing the windows is slow right now. So it's also really expensive to do windows. Now you get what you pay for in windows. Trust me, you, you know, they'll throw, you go to a window place and they have a heat lamp there and oh, you can't feel it on your wrist if it, you know, because of the low emissivity on, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you got to be careful with that. Um, if you do it right, you can get as much as 89% return on it if you do it right. But the majority of people don't necessarily do it right. They're sold something and they buy it and it, they can look nicer. 
you won't have fog windows anymore. But in general, windows are designed to, almost the design is to fail. They're insulated glass within another unit. And the first thing I would do is look at getting the replacement sashes. If you have wood windows or vinyl windows, the tilting things, you can get those sashes replaced. The window inside the part that moves, much cheaper. You'll have clear vision out your windows. You know, you don't need a whole new window frame. You don't need somebody to spend a day and a half in your house tearing out all your windows. Now, if you have, if you're a flipper and you buy a, you know, a 1965 Dallas special, then you got aluminum windows with single pane glass and they're going to pull the whole window out, put a whole new window in. That's great. But they're going to put in probably an insulated window, a cheap vinyl window probably. And that's fine. And then they're going to flip the house. It's a different thing. But most homeowners, I want to say in the 500,000 plus neighborhoods, they're being, they're going towards wood. Okay. Now vinyl, which used to be the high big seller, is dropping down into the promotional, let's say, two hundred to three hundred fifty thousand dollars homes, vinyl windows. And vinyl at first was very suspect in the Texas market due to heat. Vinyl expands and contracts. When they came out with bronze vinyl windows back in the eighties, and they were selling it in the nineties, finally in Texas, a lot of problems. You know, <laughs> when it's cold. They contract and when it's hot, they expand and, you know, eventually they got to land somewhere. So then they don't land very well in Texas. So technology's gotten better. They've extruded the products better, which means there's more construction within the frame. So windows well, are a big this, deal. You got to be careful. This is going to be our first summer with our new windows. We just had them replaced the, this past October. What'd you get? Uh, now you're going to ask me questions. I don't know because my wife handled all of them. Are they, are they white? No. Okay, are they wood or vinyl? Vinyl. Okay, so it's probably a lighter color vinyl. No, it, it we we it's a little bit it's a tan color, beige to yeah. tan. Right. Um, and That's as dark as they'll very, go. Very very pleased with the what happened during the winter time. We used less, yeah. um, less gas, less. I mean, we did not. We never felt cold in the house like we had before. But this will be our first summer to see how our electric bill does with the AC the ceiling all of that well you got a lot a lot more dead airspace in between the the two pieces of window in your sash so that's better better as far as energy flow goes it stops so and it does look tinted green yep and and i mean we we do like it like you say we there's no fog seeing out it's very clear it is an investment that you need to make i don't i think we did very well for 28 windows change out um yeah. The whole house was done, but um, it, 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 it again, this will be our first summer. We're going to see the difference. We're already and this takes us right back to where we started. It's about where you are in your life. If you're buying your first home, and like many of us, we were absolutely broke the day we closed. I mean, we didn't have much left in savings, you know, and we, we had jobs, but it's scary when you're starting out. And the last thing you're going to do is spend – a lot of money on windows. Okay, what you're going to do is the minor things we talked about. You're going to make the kitchen more yours. Maybe a few fixtures where somebody hasn't grabbed them fixtures for 20 years or the refrigerator or the toilet, you know, the personal things that matter to 
cleanliness and your family's well-being. That's kind of where it's going to be. So it just depends where you're at. And a window improvement, don't get me wrong, it's a major thing and it's a great thing. Your house looks better from the outside and you feel better on the inside. But it's about affordability. Um, I'd say it's, and we'll do a show on solar. You know, a lot of people are being sold on solar right now, the solar panels. And there's a lot to that subject. And um, I know here on Welcome Home Radio, we're going to do a show on on solar. We're going to do the good, bad, and the ugly on that. Because right now, all people are hearing is the good. And there's a lot of ugly. So you got to be careful. It's a lot, you know, where you spend your money. But in general, um, these are the things you want to do. Bathrooms, kitchens, you know, the, the anything that makes your house look better from the outside. I would always start on the inside. Always, because unless you don't need it, if you're perfectly great on the inside, then yeah, go outside. But make it comfortable for you and your lifestyle. Some of the other things that are on the list are, um, again, things that we don't necessarily worry about here. You can spend a lot of money, if you're listening to this up north, a basement remodel is a big thing. If you're growing up in Indiana or Illinois, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, um, you buy a new home, the basement has a water tank in it, maybe a washer-dryer hookup, and it's pretty bare on the floors. Pipes running through the ceiling up above you. Well, after you have kids and they, you know, they get a certain age, before you know it, you're putting a bedroom down there. You're putting a bathroom down there. Maybe the pool table. Maybe you're putting flooring in, be it wood, be it whatever you want to put. The other thing that's nice about a basement is the weather. It's always 69 or 70 degrees in the basement. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. It's nice and cool down there. So people in humidity-stricken Midwest states where it's maybe 92 degrees every day but 89% humidity, you hang in the basement. Kids hang in the basement. Parents do. Bars, they put complete bars down there, entertainment things. So, but that's big money. You're talking, you started about 30 grand, you go up to 60, 70 grand on that. So your return on investment, um, depending on what state you're in, it's going to vary a lot. Well, I I think you've really done, thank you for bringing all of this to us and, and to help us understand it. Because the value of a property, again, you want to, like you said, I love what you said about investing and paying yourself. You are investing in yourself. And as we see the market go crazy on home values, everything that we can put into our home continues to return an investment. It may not be 100%, but hey, 95% is not bad either. Uh, It it just makes more sense. And I, I hope this has been worthwhile for everyone. Again, go to our website, welcomehomeradio.net. Find your questions there or find past shows that we have talked about this. We'd love to talk with you again or hear new topics. Uh, Alan, I just want to thank you for this and thank you so much for this time today. Uh, It's my pleasure, Blair. Look forward to helping anybody. Call us, text us, email, get on our website, type out a question. Um, We'd love to hear from you and we'd love to to give you the answer you're looking for. Amen. um, Well, thank you so much. Again, I'm Blair Thomas. I'm Alan Pace and we'll see you next time. God bless.